Hello and welcome, friends and enemies, to another edition of RSF Radio. I'm your host, Joe Monday, and I have a very special guest today, uh, Mr. Mistopheles. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, all things considered. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a, a weird time to be like, how you doing? Well, the answer is almost objectively pretty. How you, have you seen what? It's bad. Times are bad, you know. But, right. Uh, regardless, though, things are all right. You doing okay? Yeah, yeah. You know, finding finding time to uh, still support the FTC. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you guys have been doing uh, you guys have been doing a great job with the online local, anyways, for however long now. But it seems now that those are more important than ever. Right. Um, so the fact that I'm off work now gives me an opportunity to actually compete in that, which has been super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, doing my best to pass the time, keep in contact with friends and loved ones, make sure everyone else is doing good. So managing day by day. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Like just even last week talking about getting getting laid off and literally minutes before starting last week's recording. <laughs> right. Being right. like, all right, whatever. But I found the, the extra time to be, it's just nice to to not worry so much about doing yeah. work and, like i'm fine like i'm, I'm fine everything will be yeah. fine i'm sure as long as i tell myself that over and over it'll be right I'm, I'm imagining the the comic strip of like the dog with the room on fire it's like this is fine <laughs> everything is fine yeah, but, i mean like but really though i mean my wife works he has a great job yeah. so mm-hmm. i've just turned into ultimate wife guy i'm right, i'm okay. incredible i'm a great house husband i'm a kept man I'm sure i am right. i am a I'm the arm candy. I <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine being a trophy husband. I can see it. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the <laughs> idyllic tro- trophy husband. Uh, oh, fuck. All right, but we're, there's nothing wrong with that, folks. Uh, I'm joking about it, but not really. I'm not really joking about that. Um, all right, but before we get really into things, I kind of like to, anytime I have a new guest, I like to give them time at the start of the show to, to pitch whatever they have going on, whatever they're working on, kind of where people can find them. Uh, so let's get that out of the way so people can't skip it at the end of the show. So what's good, dude? Okay. So, uh, the number one thing that I would like to talk about and promote would be the Northwest Ohio fighting game community scene. Uh, and that's something we will get into the history more in the podcast, but, um, my group, uh, IDG official, that is our Twitter handle. Um, we run, what I think are actually like the two most successful weeklies and monthlies in Ohio. Um, one, the monthly being Equalizer and the weekly being Synthwave. Um, so keep an eye out for those. Um, like I said, at IDG official, that is uh, where you can get all the information for that. Um, cool. My personal Twitter handle is at Mr. Mistopheles, M R M O S T A F L E S. Um, and yeah, if you want to follow me, I tweet a lot about fighting game stuff and whatever anime I happen to be binge watching. That's about it. Um, what anime is you watching right now? Let's uh, date this episode. Right now, I, I actually just yesterday caught up on Haikyuu, the one about the uh, volleyball boys. It is fantastic. I've, um, I've, I don't think I've heard anything about any type of sport anime that is negative like it seems that all sports animes are good yeah like the track record is pretty ridiculous i think it's just kind of built into like the 
the shonen dynamic, like what you come to expect from that sort of anime, and then you just throw in, you know, you throw in the the like hyper competition of sports, but right. then you have free reign to make it as like stylized as you want because of anime. So it's like it's just a recipe for perfection. Um, yeah, you get some cool, fun <laughs> stuff out of it. Right, uh, right. But all right, so that's good. Uh, yes. But let's get into the brass tacks here because. Yes. Shit's kind of hit the fan. Uh, for, a little bit. For those of you who don't know, there's a pandec- ta- pan- <laughs> pandemic going on, uh, and shit's bad out there. And it is causing a string of events to force closure, and, mm-hmm. and local governments are stepping in to prevent such events from going on, which ends up working out for those events in that they can recoup expenses, but it ultimately is harmful to the community and the future of the community 2021 is potentially looking pretty bleak uh considering the the lack of income for these events in 2020 uh but one of the events that was stricken uh hit pretty hard by this is michigan masters and so what from your perspective was that tournament let's just look at the history of that like what was what was all of that so uh yeah so michigan masters was a long-running event um even before i took place in it or took part in it i should say excuse me um i want to say since like i think it was around the street fighter 4 era maybe like slightly after street fighter 4 released but it was around that time um like a 2010 ish yeah, I, I, I want to say that was around the time when it started. Um, it used to be run by a different group, um, but it was it was a beloved tournament that happened up in Michigan. Um, and when it got passed on to uh, Jay, Mr. You Suck, and Mia, and um, Haley, uh, it, it only got better. Um, so from my personal perspective, that tournament is very near and dear to my heart uh, for a few reasons. So... Given where I live in the Midwest, Northwest Ohio, uh, I don't really, up until now, I didn't have like a local scene. Um, Ohio isn't exactly a hotbed of competitive fighting game players. Anyways, we we do have Perfect Legend, you know, who is a storied world-class competitor across a host of different games. But yeah, I was going to say like Ohio has some good good scenes like kind of all across ohio it's kind of spread out between like cleveland and it would even go as far as like cincinnati has a good scene right but But the the issue there is that like ohio is so large that to get to a local for me where i live it was basically a two-hour travel anyway right and so um yeah, for people who aren't very good at geography, uh, Cleveland to Cincinnati is a fucking drive. Yeah, it's like, a trip. <laughs> that's not like that's a day trip that is. There's some wear and tear there. Like right. it, it's kind of because you go across the state diagonally, and it's kind of a, mm-hmm. a large-ish state already. Right. Another like weird. I don't know why I was like turned on to this the other day, but thinking about how large Pennsylvania as a state is, because in my mind, I'm like, even so that's that's still like a pretty small state, but even like knowing that the drive from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia is 
that's like that's a whole day trip. Like you're right. that's your day. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, enough about um, geography facts. We gotta we gotta talk right. about Michigan Masters and yes. the, the insufferable uh, drive across Indiana. Right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So I didn't I didn't really have a place to call home, and this was like right. This was like 2016. It was the first year I ever went to Michigan Masters. So this was the inception of Street Fighter V. Uh, and it was like the start of my serious competitive career for fighting games. Um, mm-hmm. That's when I first started doing, I, I first traveled to Evo in 2015, but 2016 is where I ramped up my traveling and started going out to more events. And I, like I said, I didn't have a place to call home. And somehow, I think it was probably on Twitter, I saw like, hey, there's uh, Michigan Masters coming up. And I had never heard of it. I was like, oh, I didn't know there was, like, it makes sense. You know, there are a bunch of strong players up in the Detroit area. Right. Um, but I had, I had never really heard of it before, so I wanted to go check it out. And uh, at that time, it was much smaller than what it had been last year. I want to say total, there was, like, maybe 80 or 90 people. Um, and this was, again, you know, like a, a basically a regional event. Um and it was held. Uh, it was held in like some some like local game shop in a mall. Um, Choice. Yeah, yeah. It was real, uh, real grassroots, um, very poverty. But uh, I went there, and it was it was so it was so welcoming. That was the thing that stood out to me the most. As somebody who I had been to an event before in. Uh, you know, Evo, and I'd also been to an event as a spectator back in like 2011, or no, it was 2010, at Seasons Beatings. Um, but at any rate, it was very welcoming. And I immediately, there were people that I had literally never met before from up in the Michigan community, you know, mainstays of their fighting in community, who like saw that I was new and took it upon themselves to introduce themselves and, you know, like, hey, what game do you play? You know, what characters do you like? And it, it was so endearing that it really struck a chord with me. And um, it also, uh, I was lucky enough that, like, after I got knocked out of the tournament, um, they had kind of a lull in commentary and they needed somebody to fill a spot on Street Fighter V. And I asked, you know, Jay, I was like, hey, you know, if you need someone, I'd be happy to. And he's like, you know what? I, we, we could really use it. I'll give you a shot. See how you do. And him just giving me that opportunity, literally, I had just met him. It meant so much to me. And by the way, I kind of killed it. I kicked ass. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but him giving me that opportunity, it it showed me kind of, it, it provided a strong uh, role model for how I feel like community leaders should be. Yeah, I I really agree with that style of believing in people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just kind of, that's how I've run things for a long time where anytime yeah. anybody wants to try something new, I almost always say yes. And most of the time you get good results. Sometimes not so much right. and you end up paying for that and learning some lessons in the process. But mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes good things, 
people are just trying to have fun out there. So I, I get right. it. And that that's kind of a brave move to have just met someone and then be like, yeah, <laughs> right. sure, whatever. Get on stream. I don't, right. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, don't say any racist shit, please. <laughs> right, yeah, which obviously uh, <laughs> yeah, was, was not an issue. But at any rate, yes, it was it was a bold, uh, bold trust exercise that I think paid off well. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, no, again, at that time, I was just invested in street fighter five that was like the new game that was the game that i really fell in love with um for me competing competing personally um but going i and i went back to michigan masters every year after that i made a point because again it was such a personal and uh gracious experience that i was like i don't want to miss this and it's you know it's it's a two-hour drive for me um so uh you know in in the sequential years I got to know the people in the community better. Um, I, you know, did more to uh, help out with with Jay regarding um, regarding commentary. I volunteered every year, and I got to see the love, respect, and passion that he, Mia, and Haley. Haley unfortunately didn't help the last year um, to help run it, but those were the three tos, and I got to see. Like I said, the love, respect, and passion that they had for all games because they very much took inspiration from Combo Breaker and what Rick, you know, does and how right. he puts on for everybody in the scene and did their best to accommodate that for something on a smaller budget and killed it. Absolutely killed it. They they worked with um, Tokyo Attack, which is a, a group of people who have like arcade cabinets. And they would bring their arcade cabinets to their events, so they could have, you know, you could have custom Street Fighter Five uh, cabs. They had uh, Dragon Ball Z cabs. They had a bunch of rhythm games, um, stuff and, to do outside know, of fighting games as well, but also the games that you love in a new right, setting. Exactly, and it was it was just such a haven for people to feel like this this was the spot. And I, uh, <clears throat> I, I made a point to, you know, talk with, talk with people I could in my immediate area and try to bring them be like, Hey, you know, if you, if you've ever watched like combo breaker and think that that's fucking awesome, you should come for a fraction of the cost to support these awesome people up in Michigan and basically get the same experience. And like, I can, I can remember, uh, two years ago at Michigan, or was it last year? No, it was two years ago at Michigan Masters, I think, when Dragon Ball first came out. Um, they actually, uh, Yohozi and Dacid Bro flew from California to come be at, to come uh, be at Michigan Masters and compete in their Dragon Ball event. And like, they had, uh, they, they did a, a side bracket that was the tournament Del Poder, which was basically like a like a Dragon Ball shots event. So like every time you lost, you had to take a shot. Uh, it, was, it was just wild, but it was it was so much fun. And you know every every community felt fairly represented, and you know got their time to shine. And it was very clear that everybody understood how much care went into it. Hmm. Um, so. Uh, in short, you know, when I didn't have a spot to feel like 
I could really call it a home, they offered that to me. And as someone who, you know, as I was getting into the competitive side of things from a fighting game perspective, I kind of felt lost because I didn't have, I, I was lucky if I could get one or two friends to hang out together to play games, which is all you need, right? But right. it's it's always better if you have a more significant community and yeah. lacking that in Northwest Ohio, it was really tough. Yeah, no, so, I, I, yeah, I, go I ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a, it's a good point that you make because I think something that gets lost in it and why there's such I don't want to say high turnover but when there is turnover of people who get into these games and then disappear is because they run out of things to do right. just playing yes. the game ends up not being enough or their friends all stop playing or they become the best of their friend set yeah. and their friends don't want to play them so then where do you reinvest your time and it sounds like for you Michigan Masters was the that's the thing to focus on like yes. that's what you got to kill it with every year you got to bring the heat mm-hmm. on that day or weekend yeah yeah no that's that's exactly right and it was again it, it was an opportunity for me to kind of almost subconsciously pay attention and instill a lot of values in myself that when it came time that I should be lucky enough to have a more immediate community that's you know a 45 minute drive for me right that I could be like oh hey I've watched these dudes kill it at this that's how I can give back to my community now and help them have the best experience they can yeah no that's that's great all the lessons that you've learned from these Mm -hmm. good role models have have since uh, pay dividends with uh, the people who who are within your circle of influence. That's smart. right. Um, you brought up something that I think we can turn the conversation into now because, mm-hmm. as it were, you mentioned Combo Breaker, which is a great event. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shouts to Rick uh, and his family. Unfortunately, uh, this year Combo Breaker has been canceled. Uh, they yes. had government guidance to shut them down uh, due to COVID-19. Mm-hmm. They're, they're currently working out what cancellations look like, uh, refunding everyone automatically, but if you can contact Rick directly, uh, you can non-cancel your registration so that they still get paid if that's right. something that you want to or are capable of. They're still keeping their store open and things mm-hmm. that you can buy that are like pay at like the, the price that you want, which is basically like a donation button at this point Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, for people who want to give out that way. But that's how combo breaker is chosen to, to manage this, uh, this pandemic. But in the, in recent events, also Michigan Masters has had to close the doors. And mm-hmm. what has that looked like for, for you and that team? So uh, the, the unfortunate reality is that uh, the FGC is still such a niche endeavor that oftentimes putting on events of any sort of scale come at a pretty significant financial risk and cost uh, to the organizers. Mm -hmm. And um, especially with the the past couple of years, there has been some 
there's been some internal conflict amidst the Michigan community at large, uh, not not with the organizers, but the community members, like the players and stuff like that. There, there's been some internal conflict that has made running that event more stressful than it should be. And so they were already a bit on the fence about trying to run Michigan Masters this year as it was because, you know, they didn't know if they wanted to incur that stress. And again, you know, there's the financial responsibility, Um, but they were they were going to. Now, unfortunately, due to uh, COVID-19, they were forced to cancel. And with that, uh, Jay and Mia made the very heavy decision to basically close the doors on Michigan Masters indefinitely. for what it's worth, probably not even indefinitely, it probably won't come back. And that's very, very hard. Um, like I said, you know, me personally, I have a very near and dear spot for that event. Um, I, in, in fact, I have a few, um, a few of my local community members. Um, Michigan Masters was like one of their first events too. And I was hoping to bring a bunch of my new friends there to show them how awesome it is. And so it's, it's very heavy. Um, Particularly also for the unit or the Uniclear now community um, that had become a big major in actually the country for uh, for uni. Um, They would get players from, you know, West Coast, further west in the Midwest, players from the East Coast. Um, And so this is a big, significant blow for them as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I hadn't actually considered the. I mean, forgive my ignorance because I'm the Street Fighter mod. <laughs> right. But I imagine that little, not smaller tournament, but I mean, generally smaller tournaments, but still a significant impact tournament being canceled like that is a huge deal to the to the Unis community, uh, the Uniclear yes. community. Especially, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking ahead towards like Evo, right? Right. They haven't officially canceled Evo yet, but I can't imagine Evo happening this year. And- yeah, I, I I was actually just talking about this in um, our uh, our staff Discord for our events. Uh, we mm-hmm. it seems almost certain that that Evo is going to get canceled at the very least, pros- postponed. But even right. then, like Vegas already has such strict guidelines around yeah. mass gatherings because of this. Excuse me. And uh, yeah, I I really don't see Evo happening this year, which is crazy to think. Yeah. And then I just think about all of the oh, man. It, it's wild because earlier this year, just thinking about Evo announcements and thinking how right. great it was for like the Unist community to like finally mm-hmm. get there, like this was like their year, you know, at least right. it felt that way. And then to have, you know, the rug pulled out from under them in so many ways to have events like this, which were super important to, mm-hmm. to that community, just be to have to shut the doors. Yeah. And, and it's not even like, it's just not happening this year. Now it's just done. And, and I should, I, I want to make a point to say, um, as someone who, did wholly love that event with all my heart. I I totally think me and Jay made the right decision. It was 100%. Well, I, they didn't even have the right, they didn't even have the choice to make to shut it down. But more specifically, to, to choose to not go forward with the event from here on out because of the financial risk and the financial loss that they incurred, I totally get it. I don't fault them for that at all. Um, I 
if I were in that sort of situation, I would probably do the same thing. And I'm, I know neither of them are happy about it. Yeah. Um, uh, but it, it is, it is a very unfortunate situation. Um, now that being said, uh, if there is a silver lining to it, it can come in the form of an opportunity for local grassroots communities. So, um, this year, in years past, they had, uh, for, for more of their big uh, mainstay titles, they had trophies and medals. Right. Um, this year, I think they went further than normal to try and accommodate basically everybody. And so now that there is no event happening and due to production schedules, they had to order trophies and medals far in advance. Now they're going to wind up with a gazillion trophies and medals that they can't do anything with. So rather than, uh, you know, just let them collect dust or melt them down in a refinery, uh, they decided to reach out and see if local, uh, local communities would want to run online events in place of what would have happened at Michigan Masters, um, basically on a first come first serve basis. Um, and immediately, uh, I reached out to Mia and chose, I asked, you know, Hey, if nobody's claimed it, I would be totally honored to run the online street fighter five bracket that would have happened at Michigan masters. Um, and thankfully, um, and I'm so, so grateful for this. It's honestly a huge honor. Um, both Mia and Jay gave us their blessing and now I'm, I would guess maybe within like the next month, um, the IDG group will be running the online bracket for the Street Fighter V tournament, um, which will include, I'm not, I don't know exactly how many medals. I'm going to guess it's probably like, at the very least, top four, um, could be top eight, but there's also a trophy on the line, which was already claimed. Um, there was a... I think it was like a first to 10 between, I think it's like Psycho Sales and Sriracha Flash. I know it's Sriracha Flash and someone else, I but I can't specifically remember if his tag that sounds, is Psycho that Sales. Right. Psycho Sales sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Because um, like they, I guess they were planning on uh, like, they were planning on meeting in bracket at uh, Michigan Masters this year. Um, and I, I don't know that it was like any sort of serious beef, but I think they had like personal interest in playing against one another. Right. Um, so they uh, they both reached out. And so they played for the trophy. I'm not sure who won, but um, so That's now the rest. Yeah. Right. It's very much in uh, in Jose's character to want to first attend somebody for for a trophy. He really, um, he really is. That is a, that's a Sriracha flash move. If I've ever yeah. heard of it. Um, uh, so, 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 yeah. so now you have all this slew of medals that need to be distributed at some point after you run an online tournament. So what right. are the plans? What do you, what do you got? What's in the mix? What are we looking forward to? So, um, like I said, uh, I, within, within the next month, um, we'll, we'll have that organized. Unfortunately, we, we've done one, uh, online synth wave, um, a couple weeks ago and it went okay for our first online event. 
um, mm. but we don't have a lot of experience doing that, so we're still kind of like learning the ropes. Luckily, uh, the handy dandy R Street Fighter Twitter account just put out a guide <laughs> on how to run online events better. I wonder who was in charge of that. It, it, uh, it's <laughs> funny to me that writing that has, I mean, it's getting it. it it's getting around, which is nice, mm-hmm. uh, right. and fulfilling its purpose. But I don't know. To me, it's just like this is stuff that we've just done right. every week for the last however many, it's like seven, seven-ish years now. That Dang, has it been seven years? Yeah, just about. Set. It's coming Holy up on seven. Shit, that, I honestly had no idea. <laughs> that like, I mean, and this is every week. Like, we really didn't right. miss that many weeks out of yeah. that whole seven years there's like a handful probably right. count on two hands the number of weeks that we've mm-hmm. we've gone without a tournament that's uh, crazy but to write that was it it was strange for me to be like well all right so you'll need to do this you'll need to do this mm-hmm. but it's all like very basic stuff that i forget the things that people don't know when they come to running a, a new event Right. And it was interesting to put myself in those shoes to think about, well, all right, so what are we actually asking people to do here? And like the ask for the player side of things is actually pretty big. So getting all that stuff out there for for people to learn and understand how they move through this online space is really important because there's a lot of people who it this isn't second nature to them. There, there are people who are not on discord who are very strong within the community. Like that's, that's just a thing that happens. And like, I can say that out loud in this microphone for all you fucking nerds out there who are like flabbergasted that not on discord. But like, that's like a real, that's a real thing. Like uh, any old person might not be like, I don't know. Not for me. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think that's that is the biggest hurdle that you really hit the nail on the head for was it's you don't really realize especially when it comes to running an online event mm-hmm. you don't realize how much of a burden of responsibility is put on the player that normally isn't there and I think making sure that you outline that very deliberately and clearly is the most important thing. Yeah, because even for even for smaller events, like you wouldn't finding your match is often managed by someone and right. like here, you, you're this person, sit down in the seat, play this match right. versus you know, that you don't have that person yelling at you out mm-hmm. loud. So it's, it changes the, changes the mood slightly. But I mean, obviously it's something that anyone can do, uh, with very low cost, but the the time cost that you need to put in as an organizer up front has to be more than you would do for like a regular event or a, a yeah. live event, let's say. So are are you getting your team prepared to to run some some big style tournaments? Well, so it, it's 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 interesting that you had mentioned that. So obviously, we do have the Michigan Masters tournament coming up, right. um, and I guess to to kind of um, set set the groundwork for that it's going to be free to enter um it's going to be free to enter we we have to like personally cover the cost of like recouping the medals and stuff like that but that's not going to be put onto the player so it's free to enter Hmm. um there's going to be well as it stands now we don't have a 
prize pool for it, like a monetary prize pool. We might change that. I don't know. But as it stands right now, there isn't one. It's just playing for the medals and just playing to play. Um, which but which I will I, I will point yeah. out that you, in my opinion, in my position, is mm-hmm. that monetary prizes for online tournaments aren't all that necessary. No, not at all. They can be nice, but it also adds a layer of complication to things it raises the stakes in a way that might encourage some poor behavior on the behalf of the entrance so Mm -hmm. it you don't want things to get greasy out there you want to you want to keep things keep things straight and when it's for like a fun trophy uh or medals or or what have you then there can be like those are fun stakes that i think everyone Mm -hmm. who would compete can kind of get behind or even if you give out like Here's my insight, and we haven't talked about this before, and this is just a random suge- suggestion, but like mm-hmm. giving like codes away, like game codes away, or yeah. just like mm-hmm. intangible stuff, like giveaways end up being a little bit more positive than just a, an overall prize pool for an online event. But that's just my opinion. I agree. Um, and yeah, that's the idea of like codes or game giveaways wasn't something that I had like really considered, but that's a good point. I'll keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, and then the other thing I wanted to mention too for any would be competitors in this, um, one of the rules that we had, or one of the rules that Michigan Masters gave us, I should say, was that uh, they wanted it to be open to everybody in NA in the spirit of keeping Michigan Masters a major. So anybody can enter. We weren't going to limit it to just like the Midwest area, um, even though, you know, Street Fighter V's netcode leaves a lot to be desired. Um, If you're even all the way over in Washington or all the way up in New Jersey, whatever, you can enter. Um, So yes, uh, we will, we'll have more about that within the next probably two weeks. Um, I'll be sure to get in contact with Mr. Joe Monday and keep him updated as well so he can promote. But uh, <laughs> we will we will have more about the Michigan Masters in memoriam tournament soon. All right. That's cool. I was that was actually on my questions to ask of will it be open to all? But there we go. Yeah. There you have it, folks. It's a mm-hmm. open to most all situation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> At least that that particular region. But mm-hmm. I mean, Street Fighter netcode, is it better? Is it is it better now? Question mark. So <laughs> well, I... it, all right, so for let's I'm gonna reel it back a little bit for okay. people who aren't in the know. So uh this this past week there was another update to Street Fighter Five and mm-hmm. apparently there were netcode fixes as well as character patches, which has made the game I think the patch is generally pretty good. I would uh, agree. The, uh, the changes that they made a lot were mostly subtle. Uh, don't nerf things too, too, too bad uh, while still leaving options open. Abigail Mains will tell you otherwise. <laughs> oh, but Jesus. They're also. I'll burn the fucking house down. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Come on. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, but with that said. Uh, for you and your experience, just kind of like offhand, how's it feel for you these last couple of days? Uh, so with the advent of, you know, over like the past year of having uh, my locals now to go to every Sunday, mm-hmm. I like for the past two and a half months up until I got laid off, 
I legitimately had not played Street Fighter V online, and I have to say it was pretty fucking nice. <laughs> but now that I'm left with all the time in the world and nowhere to go, uh, I have delved back into the murky, toxic waters. Um, and, you know, truth be told, it hasn't been that bad. Um, with the most recent patch, I actually feel like things have gotten a bit better, not in regards to how rollback is handled. I don't think that has changed, but I have noticed a stronger consistency um, in the quality of my matches, as such that like I'm not getting I'm not getting matched with people that are outside of like my parameters for like strong connections. Right. Um, which I actually think is a pretty big deal. The only downside now is that you often find yourself maybe waiting a little bit longer for matches, but that was already kind of a problem to begin with. So that that might be true. I mean, I think that we can. So either one of two things have happened here, and I hope it's the first. The first could be that they have, and we don't know this for fact yet, that they could have updated the the range of which the game sees acceptable inside mm -hmm. of. You know, how, whatever ping settings they're using, it, it, yeah. the net that they're casting could be more targeted to make that experience better. Or the second part is that there's a pandemic and a lot of people are inside playing fighting games. <laughs> and therefore, the player pool is already large enough to yeah. <laughs> to create that. Uh, that target for the game to even look at and pick up, which is entirely, I mean, I've looked at the numbers and the recent numbers for people who are playing these games, not just Street Fighter, but all fighting across mm -hmm. all fighting games is, sure is numbers are, are, are going up. And that's, that's mm -hmm. a great thing that people are playing and interested. It's just, that could be an explanation. I don't know if it's the explanation. Right. Could be. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I definitely think that's, that's a pretty fair, uh, pretty fair assessment. Um, well, but I, I, who knows how long this like stay-at-home thing is gonna last? So maybe, maybe we just won't have to. I don't know. Like find out if it's not as good. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll just be we'll just be uh, forced to stay inside and play online fighting games for the rest of the year. God, I hope not. God, yeah. I, I don't <sighs> know. This whole the whole rest of the year is. And do a quick aside for for everybody being sad, but like, man, it is. If you are out there being affected, if you are part of the community and times are hard for you, or maybe in two weeks when times get really hard for you and things get worse, mm -hmm. uh, feel free to reach out to the community in general. Yes, uh, let, yes. Let at Red SF or just post that shit on our Street Fighter for mm -hmm. everybody to know who's getting hit hard so yep. that the community itself can so that we can support each other if mm -hmm. if if available because I, I don't know what things are going to look like here in the next I feel like the next two weeks are going to be bad very up the start coming down with symptoms it, it it's going to be rough mm -hmm. uh, but with that said I don't want to scare anybody I'm just saying that like be smart be safe mm -hmm. uh, and also plan for the worst so even if things don't get that bad then we can be pleasantly surprised or or not right. be impacted as as harsh but as far as good news goes you've got that online tournament coming up you're gonna have trophies mm -hmm. you're gonna have medals. Yes. that's that's mm -hmm. all good stuff it is unfortunate though that michigan masters has had to close the books um and at the same time i kind of want to give i think that it is illustrative that 
Michigan Masters has closed their doors and how fragile the economy of the FGC is and how fragile it can be. This is, I keep saying it, but 2021 is going to be, it might be weird. might get weird out there. Yeah. So that, yeah, I like, I definitely, I mean, we, we've already seen, um, in, in their sort of, uh, what do I want to say in, in the kind of downtrodden, uh, post from combo breaker, they've already established that 2021 is happening. So right. you, you'll see big powerhouse events like that. Uh, I, they're, they're not going to go anywhere. Um, you know, the people who are so invested in that to make an event that scale have the resources, financial or otherwise, right. to ensure the the longevity of, you know, an event like that. Like, you know, your your Evos, your combo breakers, your CEOs, um, some of the uh, some of the other big events like across, you know, across this the across the pond and over in Asia or whatever. Um, but the smaller events are gonna have a tougher time. Now it's going to be interesting to see how uh, the community response plays out because you have so you, you have an influx of you know people getting reinvigorated for fighting games because this year especially has been good. There was an update for update for Street Fighter, update for Tekken, update for MK, update for uh, Unist, update for Dragon Ball. Um, Dragon Ball, the new Guilty Years coming out. Sam shows doing well. Soul Calibur is doing well. And so you have a pretty great time for fighting games right now. So you're bringing in a lot of potentially new players. You're reinvigorating the spirits of people who may have felt like things got stale. Um, but at the same time, going you know maybe the better part of a year without being able to play games offline, where you know that's the FGC's bread and butter. That's where you know you get the community interaction. That's where you get the best competition. That's where you uh you know get the real satisfaction of the production of your events and so to go so long without that and to be deprived could potentially offer a pretty big hindrance to the motivation for people to keep playing now i i and maybe this is i don't know maybe it's a bit of a detriment but i try to be as hopefully optimistic as i can but i personally think that we will come out of this on the other side like revitalized like i i'm thinking about like combo breaker next year and i'm thinking about you know the next time that my local can run whether it's our monthly or our weekly um you know i know several other people like the guys up in yeah i got you or down in columbus at yeah i got you they run a lot of anime events down in columbus i'm thinking about uh you know, the, the neutral ground people up in Michigan. And I have to imagine the first time we can all get back together, it's going to be huge. And, you know, people are going to be super excited. It's going to be really energetic. There's going to be, you know, great numbers and everybody's going to have a good time. Um, but that won't necessarily pan out that way. It could be different. And that's a scary thing to think about, but a very real possibility. Um, yeah, I'm kind of leaning back in my chair right now thinking, because I honestly, I don't know why this hadn't crossed my mind, but the clashing of people being excited about playing fighting games up against not being able to engage with what has historically been some of the most important 
aspects of the community, your, your local events, your, your big yearly tournaments, your, your big shows. And I mean, Mm -hmm. I know that in the back of my mind, I, I, I knew that it would affect people in general, but I hadn't considered what that means to like someone who might've been interested in then just in let's say 2009 and then just comes back into the community like, Hey, what's going on here? And then right. okay, great. I'll get some games in. And then does that person disappear? And what can the community do to, in order to retain those people going forward? Mm-hmm. How do you keep that person coming back whenever there was nothing for them to go to for an entire year? Right. Online events, I think, are part of that answer, sure, but it leaves out it leaves out that important element, like you said, of like you had done with Michigan Masters of showing up, having someone trust you, and getting involved. Mm-hmm. Right, right. How do we activate people within our? Maybe that's something that we all need to be brainstorming about. Is, I think so. Yeah, is if you run an event or if you do anything online, how do you? kindly ask people to contribute a little bit more time, a little bit more investment than mm-hmm. just playing a fighting game, uh, be it any kind of content creation or right. being a part of a production or making art for a thing. How do you get someone to double down on their efforts in this time of events being canceled and this year kind of going to shit? Uh, to prepare people for the comeback in 2021. That's, I feel like that's the, it's an unanswered question right now that we can all be thinking about ways to solve that. I just, I don't know why I hadn't really considered that until Mm -hmm. right now that because there are so many people interested right now. It's wild. Right. Fighting games are so fu- fucking awesome. Dude, it's not fighting so games are the fucking... The netcode kind of sucks dick, but fighting yeah. games are fucking rad. Luckily, it, I heard that the the new Guilty Gear was going to a rollback. Fine, yeah. fucking finally, Arxis being like, you know, it's rollback. <laughs> even, it might even, not be all cracked up to be. Even after their their testing being like, we know that this is a delay based now, but trust us. <laughs> Which, uh, if I know how rollback net code works, if you've made something delay based already and hadn't planned ahead for rollback, it could be difficult to implement unless you've already had right. that in mind. See, was it MK? No, MK. it was Injustice 2 where they went from delayed to rollback. No, it was uh, MKX. Was it MKX? I, yeah. I forget which it was, but they did like a fuck ton of work to make that actually mm-hmm. happen, and that can be difficult, but it is doable. So I don't know. We'll we'll see how the new Guilty Gear is. It looks fucking incredible. Yeah. Has Potemkin, so I'm happy. So right. There, yeah, that. I uh, yeah with with Guilty Gear, it's you know I have to I have to admit I was very skeptical because. I, I remember when they were, you know, showing off like the demo versions at, you know, like CEO and Combo Breaker and um, mm-hmm. uh, like Anime Ascension, other events. Everybody constantly was like, fill out the surveys that they have at like the demo kiosks and tell them you want rollback. And like, I was skeptical. I was like, there's no way they like pay attention to that shit. It's like, if they did, they would have had it by now. 
and i was fucking wrong i guess they're like the meme on twitter of like filling out the fucking survey and demanding rollback apparently worked and honestly good on them and it makes me super happy because it's like there are so many people ostracized by shitty delay-based netcode in the states it's like you can pass with that in asia because their infrastructure is light years ahead of ours but in the states that doesn't work yeah unfortunately it's uh it's not great over here and there are reasons why that is there are political reasons why that is which 100 again you cannot you cannot (laughs) unlink the two things get your politics out of my video game well do you want your infrastructure to be better do you want those companies to actually be held accountable uh, for the money that the government gave them to to make the infrastructure better versus them pocketing should we care maybe we fucking should I don't know anyway yes um so yeah what, uh what's what's on the docket next what else i think i mean that's kind of that's kind of it unless there was anything i was about to kind of turn the shades down on this one unless there was anything else that you wanted to talk about oh so any, i guess any last things yeah so to to touch on a little bit more i honestly any opportunity i get i feel obligated and compelled to gush about how fucking awesome my scene is so Okay, like go ahead, I, please do. Yeah, please do. yeah. So like, like I was mentioning, uh I've been I've been like into fighting games, honestly, for a long, long time. Like the first fighting game I ever got into was like Tekken 3, like back in like I think even kind of like 97 or something. Game a long time ago. But I had no I was fucking six and I had no clue about you know tournaments or playing the game competitively. Um but you know, th- that idea of like playing a fighting game and like the cool character designs, I've been into them for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, just as one does, when I saw the Daigo Perry video, I, uh, you know, I fell in love. I was like, oh shit, people play this for like tournaments and, you know, for big crowds of people. And like, that's the coolest shit I've ever seen. So that's when I got introduced to the fighting game community formally. Fucking uh, you and everybody else. Okay. Yeah, literally everybody and their brother. <laughs> and, um, uh, so from then I was like, I would watch tournaments, uh, but I, you know, never, never really had out of like a few friends, I never really had a scene and it sucked. It, it was cool to, you know, I, luckily I was very fortunate in one of my very best friends, um, shout outs to Lorenzo, uh, being just as competitive as I was. So we immediately like fell in love with grinding like we would play first to hundreds you know six hours straight no problem get salty fucking leave without saying anything come back the next day do it all again and it was great but when you play against you know uh when you when you play against the same character in the same matchup for 500 matches straight it kind of gets a little boring and you want more out of it and but more so more so you you want other people to realize that fighting games are super fucking dope and unfortunately it's kind of hard to convince people of that um true that's true it is it's a it's a weird uphill battle that you kind of have to have it in you or not right it, it, it 
for anyone to get into this community, it has to be like a perfect storm of having the right people around you to keep you interested and just having that bug in you to write that spirit of Marvel, let's say. Yeah. Um, and so anyways, you know, this was back in like, I don't know, like probably 2013 ish is when I started playing street fighter four more seriously. Um, and then kept it going up until 2015 when I went to Evo, whatever. And then even up through like, 2018 i still didn't really have a local scene i would travel down to you know cleveland i would travel up to michigan and that would like once or twice a month that's where i would have to go and that's like a two-hour drive both ways so mind you uh, across some flat ass like (laughs) country ass highways too it's man that drive across indiana drive that drive across Indiana. Sorry if you live in Indiana or that particular stretch of God, what road is that? It, whatever a high freaking interstate that is where it's just like cornfield, row of trees, wait, cornfield, wait, wait, wait. row of trees. Hold on. You said Indiana. You mean Ohio? Well, <laughs> if you're driving out towards Chicago. So oh, well, fair enough. Okay. That's fair. But also Ohio in that that's the flat part of Ohio. Yes. After you get past Appalachia anyway, (laughs) it's all flat Um, and boring as fuck. Yeah. There's not a lot going on. Um, so yeah, so I I would make that drive when I could, because that was the, that was the closest thing I had to a gathering of people who wanted to fucking play games, get hype, have a good time, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Luckily, um, I had I had made a couple friends who lived about half an hour from me. Um, shoutouts to Ken Star, and um, shoutouts to Ken Star and the competitor. Um, but they they knew some people who ran Smash events that were real close to my area because Smash is big no matter wherever you are. You can go to fucking the middle of West Virginia and find a sixty man local on a Thursday. Uh, <laughs> God, what I would give. Um, but so they had a couple friends who, uh, ran smash events that were pretty successful. And in the earlier part of 20, uh, or the later part of 2018, excuse me. Um, they were like, Hey, we're getting ready to start this new thing. And we want to include FGC and, uh, reached out to me. And at first it was just to come like, play games i wasn't a part of the team or anything um and that's how it stayed for a while but immediately like and even the first time we had i think like seven or eight people show up it wasn't a lot and not even just that was like across all games not even just street fighter that was like seven or eight people total (laughs) um and it was in like this shitty college building that was like run down didn't have ac so it was like 90 degrees oh that's the worst it it wasn't a great time but we finally had a spot to play games so we showed up we sweated our asses off and we had a good time uh now fast forward uh through some thankful connections we have um thank you specifically to aaron hassel that is the homie he helps us out with putting us in contact with somebody at uh, a nicer part of the college. And now we have a proper, like super nice lounge venue that wasn't being used for the engineering campus. And um, now we pretty routinely get uh, like 35 to 50 people across all our games every week. It's fucking red. 
Yeah, and now our monthlies, which this is the worst part about the uh, the pandemic putting a halt to this. Yeah. Um, our first monthly equalizer we ran back in December, and we had not, I think like 91 people show up, which was great. We didn't really know what to expect. It was real good. Um, but somehow the second month we had like 142 and then the third month we had 152 and then last month before we got canceled, we were down to, I think it was still like 137 or something, but we're getting representation from all over the Midwest. We're killing it, doing super awesome stuff. We play everything. We run street fighter, MK, dragon ball, grand blue, uh, uni. We, we weirdly get like 30 people for uni every month. We have a like 30 man melty blood bracket every month. That's um, awesome. That's all. Yeah. That's good news. Yeah. But I mean, like you said, unfortunate that those, uh, that rolling number had to be cut short due to the, yeah. due to the virus. But we aren't going anywhere. We're going to keep killing it once this is all over and done with. Um, oh, I guess one, another thing that I would like to, quickly touch on um no sort of like uh time frame but uh we have plans in the future to bring a major back to ohio that is something that like with the growth that we have seen um across our monthlies as well as our weeklies as well as the networking that we have done with surrounding regions it is entirely feasible and a big goal and ambition of ours to finally have a solidified um, major back in Ohio. I have to think back to um, an event that I mentioned earlier, Seasons Beatings, uh, used to be like one of the go-to majors in the country. It was one of the first ones for Street Fighter that would actually really garner international competition. Um, And that was actually my first ever event. I just uh, spectated, but it was amazing. It was super hype. That was during uh vanilla marvel days but we we want to do that so folks keep an eye out for that um that is something that we will be planning probably within the next year but ah, i mean you've set it into a microphone so now I'm <laughs> so, right I mean, I've, I've got that on on record so to hold this man's feet to the fire <laughs> yes please out there. please make sure that i follow let me and my team and that's that's another right. thing i want to say as well it's like never I, just one person yeah no not even close as, as a matter of fact i wasn't the one who started everything i was brought on you know because i am so passionate about it and i'm pretty good at helping organize things and, you know, making good social connections. Um, but I have the most wonderful, passionate fucking kick-ass team. Um, and they deserve all the praise and credit and love in the world. Uh, I could not be happier with the group of people I get to work with to bring awesome events to, uh, the Ohio FGC at large. All right. Well, that's something to look forward to in 2021 for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. but with that, I think that'll do it for an episode run against a runtime here. But before I let you go, I have oh, to ask actually, you. I have to ask on. you a question. What's that? I I actually I'm sorry to keep doing this and interrupting, but I actually have one more thing to say. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm sorry. I, this is I promise this is the last one, but this is real important. Uh, Be at peace. So, <laughs> so uh, another really awesome part of my community, and particularly uh, my like TO group and the people who help organize this thing. Um, We have a handful of uh, trans people that help us run it. And today is, I'm pretty sure like 
Trans Rights Day or something. There's something so having on, to do on with... On the day of this recording is Trans Visibility Day. Yes, that's what it is. Trans Visibility Day. Um, Trans Visibility Day. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I just want to say trans people fucking rule. Uh, Shoutouts to Mona, G, Ryan, uh, Gurr, Sophie, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hold you to naming every every person that you know. Just for for both yours and their benefit of people who you might know, be like, why wasn't I named? Right, but that's uh, that's what I'm thinking of off the top of my head. Shoutouts to all you guys. You fucking rule, and I'm so glad to have met you. Now we can continue. I'm sorry. Well, all right. Now that we're there, I kind of let's give let's go back to that. Okay. (laughs) In that, it is. So one. Weird holidays like this are often pretty bullshit, and I get it. Mm-hmm. But just outright on its face, trans people are valid. Period. Oh, hundred percent. Like, and they don't need the like any kind of corporate enterprising being ha- like hashtag on board with. Uh, oh yeah, that shit's so gross. Like it the is Wendy whenever Twitter account or whatever. Yeah, you see something go like, "Hey, we care about you," but then you look at hiring practices and right. And any of that, and it's like, well, I mean, you said it, but you don't necessarily, it doesn't seem like you mean it, and yeah, fair enough. And I think that there's some some valid in maybe uh, having some accountability in, in, of course, in that right. But and I say that as someone who runs a general account for a subreddit that doesn't go to any one person's name <laughs> and then saying right. <laughs> that trans people are because it well because obviously it's fucking true but yeah regardless uh for all the trans friends out there uh keep on living that's all i gotta say about yeah that. trans rights uh hell yeah anyway <laughs> that's a show but before i let you go yes do you have anything else less you're gonna you're gonna spring on me no i promise i okay. promise i'm done all right, all right. <laughs> fair enough well i have a question for you then yes comes in two parts and i feel like any way that you answer this can tell a lot about a person mm-hmm. uh first part of the question is what is your favorite normal attack in any fighting game and why okay uh, so as anybody who knows me knows i have a real big man crush on akuma he's my husbando um and my favorite normal is actually specifically standing heavy punch from street fighter 3 third strike uh for akuma specifically uh because of like the way that it's animated it's super it's like super impactful and it looks like he would just like break your fucking jaw i just i love the way it looks it's very uh like, mm, like it's good very good you like the violence that it uh, implies, yeah. let's say. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> All right. Well, then kind of going along those lines, what is your favorite combo in any fighting game? Uh, so I am a man of simple tastes and that it is sticking with Akuma. Uh, in Ultra Street Fighter 4 specifically, um, I really love doing like crouching medium kick into fireball FADC and then the stand roundhouse and then as long as you space it correctly, you can link uh, far stand jab into far stand heavy punch and then uh, combo into ultra two. But you have to teleport cancel into the ultra two. Otherwise, you don't have enough time. But I really like that combo because it looks super flashy, 
and it's got a few one frame links which is cool and that makes it like executionally heavy and i like that i like the challenging aspect of the execution that street fighter 4 had i actually really miss that in street fighter 5 uh but yeah that that combo specifically I, it looks super fucking flashy does pretty good damage and it's uh it's executionally challenging you said that you were a man of simple taste to then go on and name a, a fairly technical combo uh, that is extremely unique to Akuma in that particular game with an ultra that it, it was weird. Whenever you say that, I was thinking to myself, where did Ultra Street Fighter 4 end up on Akuma's Ultra 2? Is that just like matchup specific or generally worse than Ultra 1? Um, it was actually like eventually got nerfs in the final version of that game, right? So the only nerf that Ultra One really got was that you couldn't do um you couldn't whiff cancel the sweep. Yeah, yeah you couldn't whiff cancel sweep. So like, and that was like kind of busted. Um, yeah, but so that was that, that fucking makes, awesome. Like, well, it was dope. <laughs> it was it rad as hell. That game was sick. Um, but uh, but I also say, hella busted. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don't try say, and whiff punish this sweep because yeah, right. you can or eat an ultra have, for it. <laughs> heaven, heaven forbid you backdash on wake up and then I just option select ultra one you and you're dead. Oh, so good. Um, I would I would say probably if you could if you were playing at a high level, sixty um, percent of the time you probably wanted to use ultra two because of the damage and guaranteed combo ability. Hmm. And if you were playing at that level, like you know the Tokido infiltration. Uh, you know, oh god, why? Um, Hamad also played Akuma like that. That level yeah, of Akuma, Hamad. yeah. Um, if you're playing at that level, Akuma, you could do the ultra teleport cancel combos pretty consistently. Um, so you could reliably get the combo ability, but yeah, I would say like 60% of the time you wanted to use Ultra 2 because it was guaranteed damage versus like a hard read with Ultra 1 sometimes. Yeah, fair enough. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. All right. Just kind of reliving a flashback there, just thinking about... <laughs> that's one of those... Th I've, I feel like I've forgotten more about fighting games than I've ever learned. Uh, yeah, honestly. that's a fair it's, way to put it. <laughs> I mean, like, at the end of, of that game's life, it's like, do I remember all that, that stuff? Yeah, there was so a, much. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Even, like, the last time I played it being like oh yeah i need to option select this or like right. oh yeah i need to do xyz or like right. oh yeah this is the safe jump anyway oh <laughs> nostalgia for for games gone by which i could go back right. and play now that i have all this free time this is true <laughs> all right mr mustafelis thank you for being on the show i is greatly appreciated but before you go where can people find you on the internet one more time hit them again yeah, so to reiterate, um, my personal Twitter is at Mr. Mostafles, M-R-M-O-S-T-A-F-L-E-S. I don't. I do have a stream, or I do have a Twitch, but I don't really use it a whole lot. However, I would rather promote the um, IDG Twitch. So follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash IDGFTC. And then we also have a Smash counterpart, uh, twitch.tv slash IDGSSB. Um follow us there uh and then follow also my uh team's uh, official twitter account at uh idg official um and thank you so much joe for having me on it is honestly um a pleasure and an honor i couldn't have been happier to 
talk at length about why Michigan Masters was so fucking awesome and they deserved all the support in the world and why my local scene is the best and none of y'all can compete. Um, <laughs> Pleasure but- is all mine, I assure <laughs> yeah. you. All right, folks, that is an episode. Thank you again for listening. I am Joe Monday. You can find at Super Joe Monday or at Reddit SF on Twitter.com. Don't forget about the tournaments on Mondays for the East Coast uh, with a round robin or Fridays for the West Coast. Uh, shout out to both Ragmuffin and Kamikaze Warrior for that. There is also the EU bi-weekly-ish that is run on the weekend on some days. It's always up in the air as to when that runs. Uh, but check that out if that applies to you. But that's a show, folks. See you every Thursday for another edition of RSF Radio. But until then, take care, folks. Adios. Trans rights, trans rights, trans rights. Yes, trans rights. <laughs> <laughs>